This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. All right, thanks, guys. Um, I don't know if there's any chance at all, but uh, request of a couple of the folks up here, if we can maybe tone the lights down just a tad. <laughs> a, little, a little bright here. We're not used to that, especially in Washington. Um, yeah, so here we are, Cascade Hiker Podcast live event. A little different than what I've done in the past, and I thought it would be really cool to bring in uh, some folks that, that really have a, a, a cool story, um, kind of about the positives and negatives of kind of online sharing and not sharing of, uh, of things outdoors and how that can be positive or negative, right? And But first of all, I kind of want to get to know everybody. Um, Lee, why don't you kind of introduce yourself and, and give a little brief history of, uh, you know, Washington hiking. Let me see if that's working. Yeah. Uh, my name's Lee Jacobson. Um, I'm almost a native of Washington. I was born in Alaska and moved to Washington when I was two years old. Uh, didn't do much outdoor stuff growing up other than riding my bike and uh, eventually went uh, out to the Midwest to finish up school and Lived in New York City for 11 years and pretty much a 100 degree opposite sort of lifestyle than I live now. Very urban existence, uh, which I liked a lot at the time, uh, but eventually burned out on and went through sort of an introspective period where I tried to figure out where I'd gone wrong in life. And uh, that led <laughs> me back to Washington and uh, I came back with the express purpose of living a more outdoor-oriented life. Um, and uh, my first hike was Sourdough Mountain in the North Cascades and fell in love with it, and I've been hiking ever since. All right, how about you, Ken? Uh, my name is Ken Poor. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest, uh, lived in Ohio, Indiana, Wisconsin for most of it, um, went to school in Wisconsin, um, lived, uh, I did visit Alaska when I was seven years old, which was a very formative um, moment in my life. Uh, you know, you get to go to places that people have probably never stepped before you get to see and, um, you know, enjoy things that a Midwesterner just, just doesn't get to see. So that was kind of an interesting little uh, side trip. My uncle still lives up there. He's a commercial fisherman. Um, but then after uh, the Midwest, I moved out east, lived in the D.C. area for a while, lived in Alabama for probably far too long, and then um, moved up to Boston for a year and then came out here. And uh, I've traveled all in almost all the states in the country, and this is by far my favorite place. And I wish I would have moved here decades ago, but been here 12 years, and uh, my first hike was probably like Snow Lake, and I probably almost died because I was so, so much a flatlander, and you know how that goes. And then um, 
but yeah, hiking, uh, it's my life. My wife and I and my two dogs, we go backpacking every, every, every weekend we can. We typically go out you know, a dozen times or more. Um, and uh, I just love it. I can't get enough of it. And um, it's just been great to work with all the people and meet so many different kinds of people in, in, in this particular hobby. Yeah, well, I was born in Washington, and it's kind of funny because we, those of you that, that also were born and raised in Washington, you remember all the hiking guides growing up and stuff, and um, things have changed now, and people are still, people still have the hiking guides, and people are still using them, but a lot more, um, there's a lot more research done online now, and honestly, Facebook is, is a really go-to place for people, uh, Instagram as well. But uh, we're here to kind of talk about Facebook, and we're going to get a little deep into that. We're going to talk about groups because uh, Lee started Washington Hikers and Climbers. How long ago was that, Lee? Get your mic. Almost six years ago. Six years ago in April. Yeah, so, the, um, so it was six years ago, and it, it, it's kind of crazy how things work out, but... Uh, we're gonna hear. We're gonna hear about how that all happened. But if any of you, uh, is there any members of the Washington Hikers and Climbers here? So some of you folks kind of know, um, kind of how that works. So if you were to look at Ken and Lee's laptops or whatever, and you guys, you guys have seen those old guidebooks. These guys have those pictures because they've been on all those hikes, and I'm sure a lot of you have too. Um, but they were kind of, kind of acting a little modest in describing their outdoor experience because. Honestly, they've been to some really cool spots, and, and their pictures are amazing. Um, well, Ken's are, anyway. <laughs> um, so, Lee, why don't you talk about kind of how the idea came to start something like Washington Hikers and Climbers? Well, the uh, group is really my accidental baby. Uh, I had no intention of it becoming what it has become when I first started it. Um, I don't know exactly why I started it when I did. Um, I was a member of a couple group pages on Facebook. Uh, one called Hiking, which is kind of the worldwide equivalent of uh, Washington Hikers and Climbers and um, also the member of a Croatian hiking group, Planinarski Kutak, uh, Mountain Corner. Uh, and that's kind of a story in and of itself, but uh, I was a member of, of those two groups and uh, didn't really post on them, but I, they kind of introduced me to the idea of what a group page was. And uh, my mother passed away in April 2014, and four nights afterwards, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but this was later brought to my attention, uh, I was sitting at the computer, I suppose, engaging in some self-therapy, and uh, yeah, I saw this little button that said, create a group, <laughs> and so... I thought, well, it'd be kind of neat to have a group page for Washington hikers. And, but I added, a, before I was neck deep in Facebook, I was on Twitter and had fallen into a hiking community on Twitter um, and a weekly 
chat Friday mornings called Hiker Chat, where I got to know uh, virtually uh, a number of hikers from around the country, and a couple of whom were in Washington, and a few of whom had previous ties to Washington. And uh, so anyway, when I started Washington Hikers and Climbers, I created the group, and I got a message that says you can't create the group without a member. So I called up one of my Twitter friends who was living in Seattle, Michael Restivo, and I, I said, uh, would you be the first member of my hiking group? You know, I want to start a hiking page for Washington hikers. And he said, sure. And so I added him and clicked create a group, and that was it. I added my Twitter friends, and basically it was just a way to make them look at my hiking pictures. Uh, <laughs> Didn't think anything of it. Uh, that's all it was going to be. And uh, eventually, we left it open to the public. I, not intentionally. I'm sure I had no idea what I was doing. And one day, somebody joined who I didn't know. And I thought, uh, well, maybe this will have a real hiking group page for Washington. And that's how it started. Yeah, well, the reason why, um, for those of you that aren't members especially, the reason why we're talking about it is because um, Michael Restivio was the first guy who joined the group, and now there's over 128,000 people. And that's not just like a random number. Uh, we'll kind of get into the get into the kind of how-tos and stuff. I mean, if we let everybody in the group, I, I say we because I'm actually one of the moderators. I, I guess I should have uh, <laughs> told you guys that. But anyway, if, if, if Lee was to let everybody in that wanted in, there would be a million people or more. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of people want to get in there, and we do a lot of moderating to kind of keep that out. But uh, so it's it's actually uh, it's actually kind of a big deal. So it's kind of funny how it, it just kind of started on a whim and it turned into this big snowball. Um, Ken, when when abouts did you come on board? Well, I came, I came on board. Uh, I was I actually met Lee um, uh, when we were hiking Gothic Basin. And I have this very rambunctious little Boston Terrier who runs all over the place, and leash laws and rules sometimes go a little loose <laughs> in our house. Um, but um, I think what stuck was uh, Lee remembered Boomer when I posted pictures to his group. He he didn't he probably didn't recognize that I joined his group, but I but I did join his group. I was member number seventy four, and uh, and I posted a lot of you know pictures and probably helpful comments and such. And I think. I think Lee, you know, in the early days, uh, he, it was just him, and then uh, I'm not sure if it was Megan or me that was the, the, the next moderator, but he needed help because there were lots of people trying to join and lots of comments that have gone sideways that needed help, and, you know, if Lee's out hiking or backpacking, who's going who's gonna to watch the page? So I, I got this invitation. I don't know, maybe Lee can tell a different side of the story, but um, he recognized my, my dog Boomer from the pictures, and... And uh, then we connected, and, and he invited me to, to moderate the page with him. Yeah, the story behind that <laughs> is that uh, it, for a long time, the page was very small. Uh, you know, 50, 100, 150 members. People were kind of trickling in. There were a couple other pages on Facebook, northwesthikers.net, uh, run by Jake Morrison. And another page, to the life of me, I can't remember the name. It's like Washington Trails, Beauty and the Great Outdoors. Uh, 
And we, we each had a few hundred members, um, but our, our membership started to pick up. I think because of the simplicity of the name, uh, you know, I plan none of this. The only thing I can take credit for is coming up with a name that was simple. And if you type Washington Hiking into the Facebook search box, you're probably going to get us. Um, and uh, slowly we caught up in terms of numbers of members with these other two pages. And then we kind of went back and forth for a while. Uh, and then our page started to take off. Um, and the early days of the page were great days. You know, I've called <laughs> it my accidental baby. The baby was really cute back then. And uh, we had a few hundred members, 500 members, 1,000 members. There was not any negativity on the page. There was never any drama. Uh, no need to moderate the page. Everybody loved each other. We all had each other's back. We, we started to become really close. Uh, we were, you know, hiking with each other all the time. I had lots of people come up to me and say, you know, I've got a whole different collection of friends now than I did a year or two years ago. It was a real tight community back then, a very loving, open, and supportive community. And uh, we had a couple socials where a lot of people were coming out, and you could see everybody was really close. And one day I was out hiking, and I thought, you know, what, what if something happens to me if I, you know, fall off the cliff or something like that? And, uh, you know, there's not going to be anybody who can take over the page. Uh, and I knew that would, uh, a lot of people would feel lost because of that. And so I said, you know, I've got to pick a couple people to help me run this thing. And um, I just thought about our membership. I didn't know either Ken or, you know, I knew Ken through the page. I didn't know Megan Young, who uh, runs the Pacific Northwest Outdoor Women's Group, which is the other huge uh, Facebook group in Washington. Uh, I didn't know either of them personally, but I knew them through the page. There was just something I liked about them. I, I could tell they liked the page for all the right reasons. I could tell they loved hiking, and they always struck me as being sensible you know, even-keeled people, and so I came back that night, and I messaged both of them, and I said, uh, will you guys join me as administrators of the page? And they both accepted, and uh, very grateful for that. Megan's kind of gone on to bigger and bigger things in the social <laughs> media world. Uh, but. Well, let's talk about that, not, not, not to point Megan out specifically, but that's kind of something, that's why I really wanted to bring this discussion uh, here tonight is because somewhere between creating the group and now, and it's not anything to have to do with Washington Hikers and Climbers specifically, but somewhere in there, um, social media in general kind of started getting a bad, bad rep in, um, in outdoors. It was, well, because of social media, these trails are getting trashed, and all this stuff's happening, right? And so at some point, um, and I know Ken has a passion for this, but at some point, as, as a group that was growing thousands of people every month, 
um, we had to take a stand towards L&T to try to help out and, and at least show people that we were trying to not be the problem. Um, and so what were some of the actions that we kind of started doing, Ken? Well, uh, first of all, we, we, we got some excellent moderators on board. Certainly Megan is a champion of, of L&T. And she, she's, you know, in the early days, she was certainly the, the champion. She, would, she was very savvy with social media. She knows how to um, put words and messages out there that, you know, I've certainly learned a lot about what to say and what not to say by being an, an administrator of the group. But like Rudy was saying, you know, if we have a thousand people or four thousand people and they see a picture of Jade Lake, you know, it's it's a place that I have seen in the last eight years go from obscure to a must must absolutely get an Instagram shot at, and it and it just it just breaks my heart because we're part of that. We're part of that happening. So the only thing we can do is is take, uh, you know, take a very um, progressive and, and, and aggressive uh, message out there. If you're gonna go out there, you know, leave it better than you found it. Don't make campsites where they're not supposed to be campsites. You know, you know use proper hygiene um, and all those kinds of messages. And it still, it still does break my heart that, that we're part of this machinery, the social media machinery. Um, but we're not just seeing it in hiking and climbing, we're seeing it in skiing and snowboarding. The outdoors industry has exploded in the last five or eight years. We've, we've heard about six hour traffic lines getting into Crystal Ski Mountain. We're seeing you know permits, or not permits, but passes being limited. So we all have to kind of keep that, that avalanche from, from wiping everything out. And so, um, you know, the, we've, we've brought on these moderators who are very strong in, in, in this messaging. We're all very much on board. We're hypersensitive on the page about LNT messaging. Um, and uh, I, it's, you know, it's, it's something that, as being a moderator, uh, it's one of the responsibilities that I take very personally to, to make sure that the right messages are, are getting out there and that the people who, who, you know, blatantly ignore LNT, who are flaunted, who say, I don't need a permit or whatever, you know, we get right on top of them, and, and we make sure that, that uh, those kinds of messages um, are not things that, that, that we condone. So, um, sorry to be such a downer, but uh, it, it's, it's, just a, it's just been um, a big part of why I want to do this, because I, I want to do it as, as good as, as we can do it. And there's no rules, there, 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 there's no real framework for doing this. Um, so we've kind of had to make it up, and it's it's taken us years to evolve our rules and to evolve our our mindset on how we talk to people on the page. You know, it used to be don't do that, don't do this, but now it's you know please don't do that, but you should probably think about it this way, and and next time you're out there, take this approach instead of that way. So I don't know if Lee wants to add anything to that. Yeah, it's a lot like parenting in that yeah. regard. <laughs> you know, uh, don't say don't, say do. You know. Um, well, well, real quick though, too. I mean, just so uh, in case anybody doesn't know, so LNT is leave no trace, right? Um, you know, we didn't really say that out loud. So um, to the folks that, that don't know, um, you know, you go out to the woods, you leave no trace, right? Yeah, it's said a number of different ways. Uh, leave no trace, pack it in, pack it out, leave only footsteps, take only pictures. Um, we can get into the whole notion of leave no trace. I mean, there, it's, there's a wide spectrum of it. Uh, some uh, people view it as dogma. Uh, I tend to view it as policy. Um, 
Some people don't care about it at all. Uh, on Washington Hikers and Climbers page, we, we draw a line, and that line excludes people who don't care about it at all. Uh, we don't allow pictures of people feeding the birds, which is the gray jays, which is one of the most popular <laughs> violations of Leave No Trace out there. We have a lot of photographers on the page. They love to, you know, post the pictures of them holding up the hand and the bird landing on their hand, uh, which the birds have been trained to do because that's how they get food. And we prohibit those pictures on our page. Uh, we've had a couple people react very negatively towards their pictures, their bird feeding pictures being removed. Uh, but uh, that's just something we don't tolerate. Another thing we try and do is publicize some of the less well-known trails uh, to try and teach people that you don't just have to hike Rattlesnake Ledge and Mount Si and Snow Lake. Uh, I know it may not seem this way, but there's still a lot of empty space in Washington. Uh, and if you're willing to work a little bit, uh, travel a little bit further, maybe use up some of your vacation time, get a job that where you get some weekdays off, uh, you can still find completely empty, magnificent scenery in this state. And so we try and publicize some of the less well-known hikes. Um, we've started a, a sister page, Washington Hikers and Climbers for Newbies. Uh, my hope there was to get people who are just starting out hiking and try and uh, you know, get them going in the right direction, how we'd like to see new hikers go. Uh, There's so many new hikers out there. Um, a lot of them younger people, they, you know, like all of us when we were younger, didn't just, you know, don't know everything. And they, uh, a lot of people talk trash about them on our page, which I don't like, uh, and I'll remove all that generational blaming stuff whenever I see it on our page, but I do want there to be a place where, uh, you know, people who are new to hiking can learn some of the basic tenets uh, because there are so many more people out there these days. Uh, we've just got to do a better job of taking care of the outdoors. Well, I think it's kind of funny. Uh, so, so back on the back side of this, so we've tried our best to try to to not let this, these things happen, but they do happen, and we try our best to moderate it by being nicely to hikers and things. But one of the things that I, I would imagine was pretty funny to Lee, so, um, you know, there was the three of them when they first started as admins, and then as the group grows, you kind of keep keep growing in admins as well, or, you know, moderators as well. So I was part of the fourth, fifth, sixth that joined and uh, uh, with Ann and Mary, and uh, well, the funny thing was I got on, and I don't know if you guys... Uh, if anybody out there is on part of like uh, uh, text, you know, where you got like 10 people on a text thing, and that's what they had, and I hate those, you know, because it's hard to follow and all this. So I actually created a group for, to moderate the group, and uh, so it's kind of funny. So we have that in the back, the background. A lot of people don't know that, and it's a it's a private group that we can all get on and and kind of kind of help help find those LNT issues and and people that are are not nice and whatnot. So. One of the things I kind of wanted to point out 
go back to what we were talking about before with all those hiking guys that we grew up with. Um, a lot of people said that about those uh, when these hiking books came out, um, you know, uh, back in the 50s and 60s and such, when they started writing these books, and, and they said, you know, this is going to be, this is going to take too many people to these trails. Um, and so it's kind of funny how here we are again uh, with a different media, and, and, and we're having the same issues. But uh, what do you, you got something to say about that? Well, another, just like I don't like the generational bashing, another thing I don't like is the social media bashing. Um, I think the internet and social media are probably two of the most powerful tools that have been invented in my life and have changed the world. And we're not putting the toothpaste back in the tube. They're here to stay. Uh, so rather than complain about them, my view is we need to figure out how to make them work and use them as tools for positive change. Uh, we have a lot of people on the page who like to complain and whine about it, and I just, uh, that just does no good, in my opinion. And we, we, the reason I was laughing is because we do, everybody thinks these problems are new, but they're not. Um, when I hiked Blanca Lake for the first time 25 years ago, there was toilet paper everywhere. You know, nobody was burying their waste. Um, Break-ins were a problem back then, just like they are now. People think it's something that's only just started. Uh, one thing I like to do is go through the old guidebooks and all you know, find Harvey Manning and Iris Springs warning about yeah. car break-ins from 35 years ago, and I'll, I'll like to post it on the hiking page. I'll post the quote on the hiking page and then, you know, give the, the site for the quote, you know, Harvey Manning, 1978, or something like that. And uh, because people need to know these problems aren't new. Uh, they, they may be deeper than they used to be, but they're not new. And uh, I laugh because when I post those quotes, people don't look at when the quotation, what year the quotation's from. Yeah. And you can tell from all the comments they think, uh, or they're saying stuff like, yeah, this is a tremendous problem these days, and you know, it just goes right over their head. But. <laughs> well, one thing too, when you, when you have a group this size, and um, I don't want to ignore this, and you did talk about some of the positives in the beginning, but there's been positives th throughout, and you know, some of them are some of the subgroups. Uh, kind of, get, you know, let's talk a little bit about, about how you've gone from Washington Hikers to Climbers, and maybe it wasn't even your doing, right? But there's all these subgroups that came up, and a lot of them are positive. Um, you know, maybe you guys can kind of talk about that. Yeah, a, a lot of the groups, a lot of the side groups that, we, that were created, again, were created by other members of the group that we've encouraged who had a particular passion for, say, small business, like they had trinkets that they were making that were Washington-specific, or they had maybe a, a guide service that they wanted to offer. Uh, we have a, a very strict no commercial solicitation um, rule on our page. We don't want anyone to use the page for profit. Um, maybe if we, maybe if Lee and I finally got a salary for this, we'd, we'd, we'd reconsider that. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, the, some of the, and also uh, some of these groups were created to filter off conversations that come up all the time that dominate the page. 
And the best example of that is probably the Washington hikers and climbers with guns, because that draws all that, all that traffic and all that drama away from our page, because it's always a very dramatic and very controversial topic in, in any audience, especially an audience with 100,000 members. So, you know, we redirect people to that group and they can, we don't do anything on that page, we let them say and do whatever they want and they can have their conversations and, and, and that's great. Um, we have the small business page. Um, we have, uh, we've had pages spin up for um, uh, like trail maintenance or trail cleanup where people can organize meetups to go out and clean up a trail that's you know, like, like Serene or Rattlesnake or whatever. Um, so uh, what, what, else have, what, what other pages have we had? Well, we have the gear swap page, yep. but you're forgetting the main one, which was oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the first time this ever happened, uh, we had a few members who uh, liked to post pictures of themselves in the nude uh, out on the trail. And one of, you know, anytime one of them would post one of their pictures, that brought all the other people <laughs> who liked to do that out of the woodwork. And, You'd wake up one morning and there'd be pictures, nothing but pictures of naked people out hiking. And we, no, this, not, not for our page. And so we uh, started removing them uh, routinely. And finally, one of our friends got fed up and created his own page, uh, Washington Hikers and Climbers Uncensored. And uh, that was quite a popular page for a... Well, I took one for the team on that, and I joined it just strictly to, uh, you know, go back and let everybody know what was kind of going on in there. So, <laughs> I've never been there, so. <laughs> I'm a member. Uh, but I've only posted one picture, and it was <laughs> we, of Ken and me and yeah. Megan on top of Mount Townsend, <laughs> but we all had our clothes on. Uh, but we were doing something else that we wouldn't allow on our page. Uh, Anyway, that was a big hit. But uh, yeah, that uh, Nick Jensen started the uncensored page and we were so relieved when he did because all of a sudden all the people who were posting pictures of themselves on you know, latrines uh, in the, the back country, naked pictures, all that stuff, it all went to the uncensored page because yeah. they could say whatever they wanted there. And, uh, that was a big relief for us. Uh, same with the Washington hiker, hikers and climbers with guns. Uh, Any time something got posted about guns on our page, it became this huge drama uh, field. And, uh, you know, it was just great when they created their own group and took that conversation off our page. It, it, we have a no politics rule on our page. Uh, politics is strictly forbidden, and that includes a lot of social issues uh, that we just don't allow. That's not what people want on our page. They come here to get away from that, and we do want to be an inclusive group that includes people from all parts of the state, all political perspectives, but we just don't want them talking about it on our page. And, uh, so these spin-off groups gave people places where they could go and say what they wanted to in typical internet warrior fashion, keyboard yeah, warrior yeah. fashion. Well, let's also talk a little bit too. Uh, is there a dog, dog group too? <laughs> uh, there is. It wasn't uh, spun up 
directly from WHC. Oh, okay. It's called, yeah, Canines in the Cascades. I post a lot of pictures there. So Yeah, because that's another hot topic, too, in the group uh, that can go one way or the other. Um, then, uh, you know, as we're kind of kind of closing up, I, I really want to talk about those other folks. So, you know, I mentioned that um, Mary and I and Ann were kind of the four, fifth, sixth uh, moderators to come on after you guys, but it's gone way more than that. Um, you know, as you get up into this group that has 128,000 people in it, you can't just have five, six, seven people. And uh, so obviously we're not going to name everybody, but maybe we're going to talk about how many of them are. And I, and I really want to touch on, uh, on, on Anne herself. Right. So what, we have 20, 20, 20 of us uh, who are, uh, where's? Soon to be 21. Mm, yep, yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe somebody <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, so we have, uh, right now we have two admins, Lee and I, and we have a, a pro tem who's, who, uh, you know, we're, uh, we may bring her on board as a, as, as a third admin, and we, we kind of see it as a, as a three-legged stool. We don't we just want two of us in case we don't disagree, but we also absolutely must have a, a, a woman as, as uh, represented on the admin team as well, um, and Megan and then Ann was, were, were great representatives in that. Um, but yeah, we've uh, every once in a while when when noise gets too high, we say we need more people and we bring more people in. But we've kind of flattened out uh, the last six or eight months, as far as yeah. Um, but you said twenty. I mean, this is a lot of people. It's hard to keep track. I don't even know because you know you see I never go to the members group of our little private group, but it's a lot of people and it's fun. And and the one thing too about it, you know, you mentioned that you wanted to make sure to have a woman on the team and um, you know. The, that's important, but it also, I don't know if it was on purpose, I can't remember, because we go through and we usually vote on admins uh, uh, or, or moderators that come on, and, uh, and you know, one thing I've noticed, noticed too is the diversity in the group. Yeah, I think that's been intentional on our part, but we have such a, a big pool of qualified people to help us out, you know, it's not been something where we've had to lower our standards to, you know, bring person of color on board, Absolutely. It, they're just there. And um, I guess you asked me a little bit about Anne, so. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll, let's get into Anne a little bit, because, well, I mean, you know, yeah, why don't you, why don't you just go with that? Yeah, Origi originally it was Ken, Megan, and me. We were the admins of the page. We had uh, no moderating help, but didn't need any for a while. Um, Megan eventually decided to move on. She, she's got her hands in a lot of cookie jars, and uh, I think it just got to be a little bit too much for her at one point. She wanted to focus on some other things, so she left, and uh, by that time, we had three other moderators. It was you and Anne and Mary, Mary Towton, and, uh, you know, so Ken and I talked about who we should and I think we can probably consulted with Megan too. And uh, Ann Nelson was our uh, easy choice. And Ann was a real powerhouse. Uh, really loved the page. Took on the responsibilities. Uh, Just a really well accomplished mountaineer. She's climbed and hit about every nook and cranny in the state. Yeah, and she uh, she created some of the spin-off groups. She would research the latest tools that Facebook was giving us. And uh, Facebook has really 
focusing on their group pages these days. I, I think they see that's where a lot of their growth is, and so they, uh, they've got a lot of people working on providing us with tools to help, uh, help us run the page uh, better, and Anne took it upon herself to learn those tools and teach the rest of us, and uh, she was a real powerful force on the, uh, on the page, and uh, unfortunately, a year ago, we, we lost her in a hiking accident, yeah. and it's really affected a lot of us, and that's why there's only two administrators now. We, 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 uh, she replaced Megan, and after she passed away, we learned all this amazing stuff about her. She was a world-renowned physicist. Yeah. Um, Harvard educated, it's just stuff she never showed. Um, she could be, uh, she was, diplomacy was not always her strong point, uh, but whenever, you know, I was always disarmed by her. Whenever I saw her, she'd come and give me a big hug, and, you know, then she'd go from this hard nosed administrator to like, you know, my mom or something like that, and uh, we, uh, we really miss her. Yeah, um, it was, uh, yeah, um, what else can you say about Anne? I mean, she literally wrote the rules on the page. Just ideas that Lee and I had about what the rules should be. She did all the hard work. She would go in and write up, you know, 5,000 words of rules, you know, in, in a couple of days and say, well, I, I just kind of took some of your ideas and put them down on paper, and here they are. And she wrote all these documents about, you know, hiking guides in winter and, and you know, all these different guides. And she did all the all the really hard work. and. It was really um, tragic uh, the way she lost her life, and and uh, it touched all of us. I mean, we were it was just we were dumbfounded. I mean, I had just seen her on the trail the, uh, a week prior, and just have that vibrance just taken away from you. I'm sure we've all experienced loss like that, but um, it's it was really tough. Yeah, I think one of the weirdest ways to kind of deal with that and trying to trying to give respect to her family as well um, is that that we were on a hiking group and. Whenever an accident happens on a hike, uh, kind of the first thing that happens is about a thousand of the members post a link to this accident that might have happened, and we try to we also try to moderate that as well, um, so that there's only one or two of those, and that's kind of difficult. But um, that was really hard for us uh, that knew her um, that it was one of one of our own. Um, you know that was really tough, and yeah. yeah. I, you know, there's not not a whole lot you can say about that, but we had we had our own discussions in our in our private group too. And um, but uh, you know, my kids had gone hiking with her. We, we we all went on a snowshoe hike, and and she led it. And you know, you just have these memories, and 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 then to see uh, people that maybe doesn't even know her or whatever, and sharing these stories, and it's just kind of like, oh man, it's that's tough. Um, so what what uh, what did Washington hikers and climbers do then? Um, so. Uh, one of the, you know, with such a, a huge impact on the group, and, and she touched so many lives in the group, as well as outside of the group, you know, her, her presence in the, in the world of particle physics is, is just incredible. Um, 
we had to f we we just felt obligated to, to to Anne to find a way to memorialize her. So we worked. We we thought about uh, a few ways that people could contribute, and we um, she was a supporter of a of a recovery uh, of a um, addiction recovery program called Recovery or Recovery Beyond. Yeah, Recovery Beyond. And um, I talked to the director about that, and we got a fundraiser going. And in just a couple of weeks, we raised you know twelve or thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars, whatever it was. People just contributed, uh, self, you know, selflessly. And you know, she was it was it was a program that she felt felt really strong about. Um, it touched because it goes across all different types of types and classes and and you know issues that people are dealing with. And that's exactly the kind of person that Anne was. Anne, being a woman in particle physics. Um, was always d disadvantaged because she was a woman. Um, she reached out to other disadvantaged groups within the physics community and helped them, mentor them, uh, bring them along into the program, and um, we felt that Recovery Beyond would be a, a great reflection on her. And then um, uh, sometime later, I don't remember the exact date, we had kind of a Modman group memorial like October, hike. October, I believe? Yeah, October. Yeah. And we hiked up to uh, Lake Ingalls and placed a uh, placed placed a box uh, a memorial box with mementos and things. That was her first hike in Washington. Yeah, that was her fight. Yeah. So if you're ever around Lake Ingalls, you can go and try to find it. It's. But we, we left a trace. We, yep, we did. Yeah, we did. It's kind <laughs> yeah, of the, the ultimate irony. We yeah, we we cleared it with the Forest Service first, yeah, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and kind of in closing too, just to kind of. I mean, yeah, there's, there's really nothing else. Uh, we should close on that. Um, I, uh, I did want to mention that, uh, especially Ann and, um, and of course, uh, Lee and Ken, that I think a lot of times people look at these, uh, these Facebook groups or whatever it may be, and, and they might think like, oh man, this, this one person just deleted my post, he hates me, or she hates me. And I think that people need to take into consideration that we actually have long, long discussions and thought. And I know Anne especially, she got a lot of, uh, she, was, she was trashed. She, she really was on the page. Um, she was a very heavy-handed moderator and really, really cared about that kind of stuff. And, um, and, it, and she took it hard. She actually had to leave, uh, you know, she left Facebook altogether for a while and, um, you know, it was because of that. And, um, but but I think it was because people thought that she was making these rash decisions, just like whenever we delete something, they say, "Oh man, these guys are just making these rash decisions," and um, and it's not. You know, there's a lot of thought put into it because we're trying to shape that and mold that every day into uh, into what it is. But Ken Lee, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you, Rudy. All right, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at patreon.com slash cascadehikerpodcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, rudy at cascadehikerpodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at in underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here, Tall Grass, off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine in the sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong. Could never be wrong. Could never be wrong. See her laying down in the tall grass. 
playing mandolin in a white dress. So come running when I hear that song. It could never be wrong. It could never be wrong. Where you wanna run, baby, I'll run too. I would leave this world for a beautiful girl if I could just find.